0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Stoke the Wild. Really glad you could join us this week as we continue to discuss and talk about the things that we find creative, things that inspire us and uh, cause us to imagine and create new things. I'm Nick. I'm Joy. And uh, this week we're going to be kind of diving into this idea of everyday creativity, the things that entertain us, inspire us, and how we see creativity used in everyday life. Um, But... Uh, last week, we had a chance to kind of just dialogue and discuss a little bit about some things that we were going to be working on. And I had mentioned that uh, Joy and I, we were going to try and do some block printing and um, mess around with uh, creating art differently with a block print. So I picked up this kit, right, where you could, um, you know, take like a a piece of rubber. It kind of looks like a giant eraser. And you transfer a drawing on there and then you slowly kind of peel away with these knives and sharp utensils. I don't even know what they're called, Um, but you can take that stuff and you kind of slowly peel away the layers on the rubber and then you are left with it like a giant stamp. And then you roll out the ink on it and you lay it over and you you place it down on your tapestry, your canvas, whatever it is, and then your print is left behind, right, like a stamp. And, uh, oh, man, was that difficult. That was... (laughs) Mm. probably one of the hardest things I've ever tried to make before. Mm. Um, and it's only the first one I've ever done. Yeah. And uh, it's up on the Instagram page. So you can kind of see how it like came out real sloppy and messy, but it was a unique experience and I found myself really, really enjoying it. Now, Joy, you've, you've done printmaking before or uh, block, you know, with the block prints and, and yeah. worked on that stuff. Can you uh, just kind of tell me a little bit more about like that process and how that works?
1: yeah um, well, to be fair, I only did a little um mostly in high school. Uh, but I really enjoyed the process, and kind of on the opposite spectrum, I thought it was you had to be precise, but I actually thought it was remarkably easy.
0: oh, okay. well but,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but there are things that you find easy that I find incredibly difficult. Yeah. so it just depends. um, but I think it kind of goes back to that. like I'm a very tactile person. I like. Um, being able to uh, like similarly to the oil pastels I like being able to apply pressure you have to be able to apply pressure with mm-hmm. the I think it's just called a stylus um, with the stylus and there are different types of styluses and for me it's, it's basically this um, just this simple uh, you know you have your outline and, and you're just kind of carving around it and Um, but again, you have to be very precise and you have to use like kind of smooth strokes. It has to be pretty clean lines. And, um, but it was very relaxing and soothing for me
0: probably because of that. I I definitely felt like, um, yeah, I I was a bit chunky with it. Like I would, I would find myself like pushing too hard and, um, Mm, sometimes mm -hmm. not hard enough. And then the rubber would tear instead of cut.
1: Right, right, right.
0: And, um, like even just figuring out like how to bend, the rubber in such a way as you, you take it in with the stylus to kind of get the smoother shapes around the lettering yeah. that I was trying on. It was it was difficult, something I'm just not used to. So I'm hoping as I continue to practice and mess with it, uh, you know, that I'll get better and can kind of do some different stuff with that. But it was a unique yeah, experience. Sure. And so yeah. uh, I ended up picking up some more of the uh, rubber blocks so I can continue to try. We can continue to try and make some new things.
1: Yeah. And I think starting with a really simple some A really simple image is probably best because it gives you that opportunity to create those long strokes, those clean lines. And you can just practice, like, okay, how much presser, pressure do I need to use here? Um, and, you know, in the further, like, outer, more n- that negative space, like, the further mm-hmm. out you get from the image itself, the less it matters. You're just kind of trying to, like, pull it back enough so that it doesn't get ink on it, basically. Yeah. So...
0: Yeah, well, you guys stay tuned to that as we continue to mess with uh, that new art style and and then stay on the lookout for some of the stuff that that we're trying. Um, Last week, we also kind of started some of the reviews for the books that we're going through, and uh, we had talked about finishing up the first trade of Paper Girls, which was fantastic, Mm -hmm. and uh, that I was going to be ordering number two, so uh, trade number two of Paper Girls came in, just came in uh, as of this recording yesterday, and so I haven't had time to read it yet. Uh, but really looking forward to that, which mm-hmm. I think is going to be a lot of fun as we continue that story. Yeah, I'm really excited. <clears throat> and then this week, just thinking about different mediums and, and modes of art, I had the chance to go see uh, X-Men Dark Phoenix, and that was beautifully tragic, <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. Yeah, the, I, I love superhero stuff, Yeah, as a lot of you guys know. And I've loved the X-Men, the comic books and the storylines. And about half of the movies I really enjoy and the other half I'm like, why did you do this? Mm-hmm. And uh, so this one, um, no spo- I won't give any spoilers in case you decide to see it. But uh, just to say that they tried to do the Dark Phoenix storyline once again as they did with X-Men The Last Stand back in like 2006. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit better than that one, but it was still pretty... Pretty rough and uh, kind of frustrating that they decide to end the whole X-Men franchise on that. Now that Disney has bought Fox and has the rights back to Marvel um, for the X-Men characters, mm-hmm. hopefully within the next few years as they begin to introduce those characters into the MCU, they can tackle it better.
1: Yeah. yeah I'm always fascinated by that. Like when they have <coughs> movies that are such great successes and then movies that are total bombs uh in the same franchise in the same series I don't really understand how that happens
0: well it's it's hit or miss a lot of times it's you know whether it's uh you know that specific story and the different writers maybe they had working on it or Mm -hmm. it's studio interference sometimes that happens where uh you know the producers and the studio are like no we want to be able to set this up for something that's coming later Mm -hmm. or merchandising and so we need to sell more toys to put this type of stuff in there And then, you know, it changes the integrity of what it was supposed to be.
1: Right. Well, so then in that situation, I guess I kind of go back to like, well, you trust the expert. Like if they are an expert in their field, you're asking that person to do the writing. You're asking that person to do, you know, whatever. Then you, you asked them for a reason. You hired them for a reason. So trust their expertise kind of situation.
0: Yeah. When there's multi-million dollars on the line. I know. They they don't don't trust anybody. Yeah, no, they don't. I know. So it's hard, but uh, it's weird. anyway, it's worth a good, it, it's worth going on like a, I went on a Tuesday, so it was like half price day at the theater by where I'm at. So if you uh, have nothing to do on a Tuesday and don't have to pay full price, it's worth seeing, <laughs> but it's yeah. not a, uh, it's not like a must, must get to kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which honestly, n- now that you've told me that, I don't know that I really want to go see it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it's like on. Disney Streaming Plus or Disney Pl- Plus or whatever it's called when they release their streaming service. Mm-hmm. It'll be worth watching, but not...
1: <laughs> but not before that, then. <laughs> at that point, yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Okay.
0: So what are some of the things that you've uh, kind of interacted with uh, via art this week?
1: Um, well, in quote-unquote real life, like you went and you saw a movie, you know, that's something mm-hmm. that you decided to go do. Um, for me, if I'm... If I'm not, you know, choosing to listen to music or choosing to read something, um, I find that I am starting to interact with art more and more online. Um, I see less and less of it in just – I encounter it less and less throughout my daily life. Um, You know, I work in an office, which is awesome. I love the people that I work with and whatever, but we don't have a lot of, like, art coming in and out of the office. Um, We have a lot of kids coming in and out of the office, but Hmm. not – not necessarily art. So um, I'm I'm just seeing less and less of it, I guess, as I go throughout, throughout my day. And I don't know if that's just because, um, you know, when we lived in the city, when we lived in Chicago, it was everywhere. Right. You know, there was always a musician. There was always an artist somewhere of some kind, um, street performers, just everything. Um, there was wonderful museums at our fingertips the art institute all of that it was all in real life just right there and now i'm finding that i um you know whether it's because we moved or whatever there's less of it so i'm i'm seeking different things out online because that just seems to be the place that is most accessible um so i'm reading a lot of poetry online a lot of essays and things like that um that are very thought provoking. I actually encountered um, some art recently uh, because like summer's coming, you know, whatever. And a lot of people get really hung up on what they're going to look like in their swimsuit. Mm-hmm. And I recently encountered um, a series of, I think it was digital art. And, um, and I, I, was kind of just scrolling through. And to me, it just looked like people in their swimsuits. And then I, I read the caption and I realized that it was supposed to be something that was very inclusive. And then I went back through and I looked at it again. And it was people with all different body types, all different skin colors. There were um, people with prosthetic limbs, people missing limbs, um, and uh, people with special needs, all kinds of different situations. Um, and it was intended to, you know, sort of make a statement that, like, it doesn't matter... Um, and everyone should feel free to, you know, be who they are and, and just be able to live their life. Um, and it was a beautiful piece, but initially I didn't even really think about that being the case. To me, it just looked like a lot of people wearing swimsuits. Um, so I, but I appreciated that once I realized the backstory. Um, and then something else that struck me, um, now I'm struggling to remember what it was.
0: That's so well, good. <laughs> well, that's okay, because that brings us into our topic for today, and that is this idea of everyday creativity and the things that we see or interact with on a daily basis, whether that's online or in real life. What are the things that we are connecting with? What are the things that are drawing us in? What are the kind of, you know... Um, you kind of hear the saying garbage in garbage out, but what mm-hmm. are we taking in to then put out other work or make, um, make new things or get creative. And sometimes that's inspiration and sometimes it's less inspiration and more stubbornness. Like, Oh, I can't believe someone made that thing. And I want to do something better than that. Or I want to make something that like challenges that because maybe mm-hmm. I don't agree with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, um, all those things, good or bad, you know, kind of influence us and, 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 and <clears throat> Rub us a certain way, and so we need to be able to tackle that creativity. So, Mm -hmm. with the thought of everyday creativity for me, one of the things that I think about right off the bat is my childhood and then like watching my kids grow up, watching our kids grow up Mm -hmm. and uh, their imagination. Yeah. Because a kid, and when I was a kid, like the biggest thing you had for yourself was the imagination. Right. And I remember playing just like all the time, it's you know, summertime now and thinking about playing outside. And Mm -hmm. I remember growing up on, in this small house, but we had a decent sized yard in this playground in the back. And my brother and I, we would uh, use that fort and the slide and the swing set and everything that was there in our backyard. And we would use it, you know, as a pirate ship or as a castle or as a fortress or a battleground, whatever it was. And every day, like we were out there super early, seven seven Mm -hmm. o'clock in the morning sometimes, you know, as the sun is peeking through the trees and we'd be playing and wrestling and uh, pretend fighting and sometimes for real fighting. But Mm -hmm. like, you know, using that space to create these stories and these worlds and just what we could envision and see. And Mm -hmm. in that moment, it didn't matter what else was going on. It didn't matter if we could draw or paint or sing or write or anything because we could be an everyday creative in what we saw in our minds. Yeah. And I see that same thing with our kids.
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: You know, and I work with kids and, uh, as you said, you have kids who come into the office and of course we have our own kids, but I see that all the time with students and just the imagination and their ability to tell stories through their own creativity and what they see. Yeah. And, uh, like today, you know, our, one of our son's, uh, Reese, he was wanting to be a ninja and so he like dressed up in black and he's got his <laughs> his sandals on over his socks because <laughs> he wanted to look like a ninja. Yeah. And just like thinking creatively to create his world and his story and the character that he was as a ninja.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even down to being able to create his own costume. Yeah. Which is something that our kids do all the time. They'll grab like random pieces of clothing and sort of hodgepodge it together and um, create a costume. Right. Which actually that makes me think of something that Zoe said to me... I don't remember if it was this morning or yesterday, but she said that she wanted to invent a light, a light bulb that would last for a thousand years and, (laughs) wait, and make your skin softer. What? Yeah, that's what she said. That's
0: a weird combination. I
1: know. She's like, we have to change change the light bulbs too often. (laughs) We should make a light bulb that lasts for a thousand years. Also, we should make one that makes your skin softer.
0: <laughs> that's right. She'd be putting, like, Comet and everything out of business. Like yeah. the light bulb companies, electricity companies. Yeah. She'd have it attached to, like, something solar-powered. And right,
1: right. This I is going to last
0: a 1,000 so years, and also your skin will be softer. Well, so you'll and- live for a 1,000 years.
1: <laughs> right. Well, and so then she said something about, and I was like, oh, well, you'd have to do a lot of science and a lot of research. And she was like, yeah, but, I mean, when I play outside my skin gets softer. And I was like, does it? Really? I never had considered that. But, like, it could be for any number of reasons, like mm-hmm. sunscreen or whatever. Anyway, the point was that she thought, it, she thought about it. That's not something that I would ever have, like, come up with. Right. It's, like you said, it's a strange combination. But who I was like, okay, like, if you want to study and you want to figure that out. There's no reason not to be creative and and believe that you can invent things and, and do things.
0: Yeah. I think sometimes we forget that uh, thinking creatively or problem solving, you know, essentially is a form of, of art and creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we often, there's a lot of people who are like, well, I'm, I'm, I, could, I couldn't even draw a stick figure. I can't do that. I can't do this uh, because yeah. of these abilities or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yet they are some of the most creative problem solvers and thinkers that I've ever met because they're able to see a problem or an issue and... Mm-hmm you know, solve it like vanilla ice, you know, just if there was a problem, you'll all solve it. Check out the (laughs) hook. Well, my DJ revolves it and just jumps Uh right into what's going on. And, um, that's, that's important, not just for, you know, the creative industry, but it's important for the world at large that there are problem solvers, people like Zoe who sees, you know, man, we have to change light bulbs too many times. And that's just ridiculous. (laughs) And so, (laughs) which like, I don't
1: think it's that often. Right. (laughs) It's not, <laughs> not,
0: no, it's not. But like, we need to invent a light bulb that you know Just does this. Keeps like, going on, yeah. In her mind, there's a problem, and mm-hmm. she wants to solve that problem, and that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that, um, I think that you're right. That's something that gets lost as we age, because whether it's because people tell us that we can't do it, or because it, we realize then it's more difficult than we expected. And we run into more barriers and more walls. But um, it's exciting to see it in our kids and, and in other people who, like you said, are creative problem solvers. They're creative mm-hmm. thinkers. And, and they don't just say like, oh, well, I guess I just have to change this light bulb again. Yeah. They think, well, what if I didn't have to?
0: Yeah, what What would it look like if the world was different because of something I thought of?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you, you mentioned there just a minute ago about, you know, people tell us to... To grow up, essentially. And yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Man, when that happens, how many imaginations, how many childhood dreams, how many childhood like ideas and passions like mm-hmm. are then put to death because we have to grow up? Mm-hmm. And yes, there is a time to put away certain childish things. But if we lose our imagination and we lose our drive for that creativity and problem solving and the things that we see even as kids,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then we there's a part of that creative process that we end up losing. Yeah, and it's harder to rediscover that at times. Um, yeah, I think you can rediscover it, but it, it can be hard.
1: Mm-hmm. I think of things that I used to do when I was a kid. I mean, I'm thinking about it now that I, I have not, I have not thought about in, I don't know, probably twenty some odd years. Uh, just strange little things that were creative and imaginative. That like would never last, but I would do it anyway just because I wanted to. Um, Things like I used to um, make pictures with, like, plant matter, which sounds really weird when I say it out loud.
0: How do you do that? Uh, I would (laughs) just... I'm legitimately curious. Okay. Like, did you just, like, oh, here's aloe and, like, turn it into paint? Like, I I don't
1: understand. No, no. So uh i would like pick flowers and um just find like different grasses and sometimes i would um sometimes i would just take the petals off the flowers and use them as like i remember i remember like imagining that something was a fairy you know what i mean and so i would take like flower petals off of a flower and that would be like the fairy dress or the fairy wings or something like that and like the top of an acorn was the fairy hat and just like little random things like that and I remember creating little scenes with different pieces of plants so like I would pick grass I would use sticks I would um, take the flower petals sometimes and I would like split them in half or Mm -hmm. split them into like really tiny strips and be able to use them for different things and so I would create like a landscape but I would do it with like plant matter and never lasted of course because that stuff dies it doesn't stay put but I would just do it on the sidewalk just for fun and then like of course I would be sad when it was ruined but I still enjoyed it I still loved doing it Mm -hmm. um so it might sound weird but that was something that I loved doing um yeah just sort of creating landscapes and and different things like that
0: yeah I remember um you know, and our kids do this too, like taking chalk and just like drawing and drawing and drawing and just like making things, mm-hmm. you know, in chalk art, like laying down and doing like the, you know, dead body pose and yeah. like tracing <laughs> the body and all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, trying to draw my name really big and weird and
1: mm-hmm. and all
0: sorts of stuff. And mm-hmm. that temporary of like moment of this is really great. Oh, this is so cool. And then it rains and then it's, just, oh, it's gone. I worked so mm-hmm. hard on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know as kids we have that ability to create and pursue and to try new things and there is a brief window before fear begins to settle in like we talked about in our very yeah. first episode like there's a brief window yeah um I've, i i want to say at least for me it was you know right in that junior high range where fear began to settle in for a lot of things but that included mm-hmm. my pursuit of creativity and you know, as I've told my story before with some of the early kind of like pushbacks against art and creativity, I still did stuff on my own Mm -hmm. at home. Like I remember finishing up homework and because I wanted to just sit in my room and listen to music, I'd have music on the radio and I would just look at some like of my, of like my skateboarding and video game magazines and just try and draw characters and, you know, art that I saw in there and just try and mimic it. Mm. And, um, but I, I was never showing anybody that stuff. It was all mm. just for me because, yeah. like, as I got older, that, oh, what does everyone think of me, that judgmental um, peer pressure of fitting in, like, it all began to kind of fester and form then.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I remember kind of slowly letting those types of things going, go by the wayside, too. I mean, there would just come a point in time where, I don't know. I, I don't remember anyone ever telling me, like, that doesn't make sense. That's a waste of time. Don't do that anymore. But just sort of this general, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I'm, like, ripping up plant matter <laughs> to, make, <laughs> to make a picture mm-hmm. um, on the sidewalk. Isn't it just going to get ruined? Well, yeah. It, it was, like, it was probably just little things like that, like little questions. Like, well, isn't it just going to get ruined? Isn't it just, why are you spending so much time on it? Isn't it going to be gone in like an hour? <laughs> yeah, I guess, but...
0: Yeah, and all of a sudden, you, when before you didn't, you now had a reason not to do this Yeah, stuff.
1: before I didn't care. I was like, well, it's, the point of it is to make it. The point of it is in the making of it. Whereas then people would start to say like, well, isn't it just going to be ruined? And then I would kind of go, oh, yeah, I guess, I guess it kind of is. Mm-hmm. And so why bother?
0: That makes me think of a few weeks ago... Um, and I may have mentioned this before, but a few weeks ago, uh, when I was, uh, helping wrap up the art program at, uh, the kids' school, mm-hmm. you know, I got to be a guest uh, artist that came in for the day. And, uh, one of the kids asked, well, like, you know, what do you do with all your bad drawings? Do you just throw them out mm-hmm. and, uh, just tell them, no, like I try to, everything that I draw, I try to take a picture of number one. So I have a digital version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also... Uh, if I'm drawing just for fun and just for me keeping it in a sketchbook and like holding on to that, not tearing out the page, not crumpling it up and throwing it in the trash every now and then it happens when I'm frustrated, but for the most part, keeping that stuff so I can look back and even if that was bad, you know, a month down the road, two months down the road, a year down the road, I can look back and say, okay, how have I improved? And mm-hmm. that. That isn't this just going to get ruined? It, like, what's the point of this? Why, like, is it even worth it? Mm-hmm. Like, those thoughts and those questions I've always had about a lot of things, but specifically creativity and, like, reaching that point where I could say, no, even even in the bad, it's worth it. Yeah. Even this garbage I just put out there is worth it. Mm-hmm. Even if no one accepts it, it's worth it to me because I can see how I've gotten better and I can see what I need to work on and I can see how I can continue to improve.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. And I think that that is one of the things that, like, again, it seeps in. You know, it didn't used to matter to me if anybody else liked what I made. And there came a point, and I don't remember exactly when that happened, but there came a point when I started to care. And that was the thing for me that just sort of started to kind of squish it. Hmm. A little bit Yeah Um, Which actually makes me think of the conversation That we had with Gary at the coffee shop today Like talking a little bit about He he talked to me about like uh, He's an artist that we met At at Two Mile At our sister-in-law's coffee shop In Beverly which is wonderful Um, But he's an artist In that area And we just started talking about art And um, marketing art And what that's like And I mentioned that I had never done that. And he said, oh, really? And I said, yeah. he, he like, he sounded surprised. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, why? And I was like, I, I still know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just this, oh, hmm. But the real answer, you know, that I, I eventually said, like, oh, I don't think I'm good enough. Like, I don't think that anybody mm-hmm. would like it, or I don't think that, you know, you reach a point where you really start to care what other people think. And if one person doesn't appreciate it, it sometimes it can be enough to tell you, you know, for you to tell yourself, like, okay, I'm going to put it away. Right. I'm not going to do this anymore. If it's someone who um, holds enough sway over you, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, i mean, you know this, but I, I'm a firm believer that we are made to be creative, like we are made with that purpose of creativity, whatever it might look like is going to be different for each and every person. But mm-hmm. man, when we when we push that down or we set it on the back burner, or we allow the rest of the world to kind of put out that fire within us. It is hard. To get it back I mean that's the whole purpose behind what we're doing with Stoke the Wild is like you know we're stoking that wild fire of imagination and creativity within us Yeah. and you know trying to continue to push that in our own lives and hopefully in the lives of other people um, but too many times we have had people speak into our lives whether it be parents teachers, friends you know whatever or strangers on the internet, or, or strangers on the internet. yeah yeah Oh my goodness, the internet.
1: Strangers on the internet.
0: Yeah, who are like, why'd you do that? That's dumb. Uh, I don't like that. Or, well, if you would have only done this, it would have been like this. And, you know, sometimes constructive criticism is helpful, but also it can kind of, depending on the person, if they're not ready for it, it can also be destructive and it can keep them from wanting to be creative again. And there's definitely a fine line um, as someone who's experienced enough of it as well, there's a fine line between saying, okay, you know, I'm I'm only so good or I'm only this or that and I'm, maybe I'm not at this person's level or at this le- professional type of, you know, ability. Sure. But that shouldn't keep you from still putting yourself out there and putting your stuff out there if that's mm-hmm. what you want to do, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. And if that's what you want to do, like you should have the freedom to do that, to share your work and to... You know, be okay with it. At the same time, people, yes, are free to criticize and to to comment, um, but that shouldn't be the detractor. That shouldn't be the thing that um, makes you want to continue to, you know, hide in the shell of a fear and and, mm-hmm. and worry. But it should motivate you. Yeah. In your stubbornness. Yeah. In your creative problem solving, to say okay. If they didn't like that, I'm going to prove them wrong. and I'm going to prove that the things I'm doing <laughs> are actually pretty good and I'm going to try and get better and, you know, make, yeah. you know, I'm finally going to create something that maybe they'll never like, but that other people will like. And that's a thousand likes is better than the one negativity or whatever it is, you know? Sure.
1: Yeah. That makes me think, well, kind of this whole conversation is making me think about the way that I used to view the world. And I, I know I said that I don't see as much art in the everyday as mm, I used to. And right. that is true. Not actual like here is a painting. Here is someone singing. Right. Here you're is, you not know. you're not
0: going and physically experiencing it in person.
1: Right. But I will say this. There were things that every day just sort of um mundane things all around me um as a young person you know in junior high as a kid in junior high high school through college even that I remember seeing and it would sort of spark this creative creative idea in me Mm -hmm. I remember hearing certain sounds like when we lived in Chicago I remember hearing the subway or the L or whatever and thinking and and those sounds would cause me to think of different images, to think of different, um, I don't know, just see different things in my mind. And I remember, um, you know, walking through walking through downtown and seeing like a Scotch glass on the sidewalk next yeah. to a brick building, and it would make me think of a story. And so, occasionally, I would take the sh- the Scotch glass. <laughs> And bring it with me.
0: I can't even count how many keys you found on the ground that you just picked up and collected.
1: Right. But it was because it made me think of a story. It made me go, why Mm -hmm. is that there? What happened that that is there? And there's there's no way that I go throughout my day and I don't see things like that that used to spark that creativity in me. Mm -hmm. Which then makes me wonder, why doesn't it anymore?
0: Mm. that's a good question because sometimes we can find ourselves definitely it's definitely like us you know our, our singular self cutting off that exposure from from the outside world yeah because it's still there sure we're just ignoring it or we're dampening it or like I said cutting ourselves off from it mm-hmm. you know because there is beauty there is creativity all around of us around us when you think of like you know just something as simple as the sunset or Mm -hmm. looking at the night sky as the stars are shining or the blooming of a flower or, you know, two birds flying through the air or whatever it is like in nature and in the everyday life, there is beautiful things Mm -hmm. and, um, we can sometimes get so jaded or so frustrated or so wrapped up in our busy schedules that we fail to notice it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what it is for me, honestly. I think it's a combination of being jaded and being busy. I am rushing. I am moving, like, as quickly as I possibly can throughout my day. And the thing that brings it back to me ever so slightly is always the same. Being in a place and and being completely still, physically holding completely still and not reading, not listening to music, not doing anything, just holding completely still, listening to what's around me, taking in as many details as I can about what I'm seeing, whether it's, whether I'm inside or outside, but honestly, outside is usually what, when I um, notice it the most, but, but, giving myself a chance to experience stillness. Mm. And it doesn't take long before that inspiration comes back and I start to have I start to come up with stories again and wonder why is that there?
0: Yeah. I think that there's definitely something to be said about the stillness and like rest and having inspiration and all those things. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time though, uh I I know how important it is to stay consistent. Mm -hmm. And Even when I don't feel creative or I feel shut off or I feel like, man, everything is firing on all cylinders, but I can't seem to focus, Mm -hmm. like setting those parameters and those healthy boundaries and say, no, this is my time to draw. And even if I draw junk, like Mm -hmm. I need to, Mm -hmm. I need to draw today. uh, So that way I'm staying consistent and creating a schedule. Otherwise I get lazy. And just like with anything that requires consistency and anything that requires focus, as soon as you reach that point of just like, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. You end up not getting to it, or you get to it every once in a while. Right. <laughs> and that's not good either. There's There needs to also be like a healthy consistency. So uh, how would you go about challenging yourself to, I guess, begin opening yourself to more of those everyday creative moments so that you can begin to implement consistent parameters to creativity.
1: Oh, for me it's simple. I know exactly what I have to do. It's just a matter of doing it. Okay. <laughs> it's what probably is that? it's probably different for everyone though.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm like I'm asking you specifically, and maybe that'll help somebody.
1: Yeah. Um literally allowing myself just five whole minutes to stand outside. And have zero distractions. Have something with me, like a notebook or a sketchbook or something that I can write with or draw with. Mm-hmm. And to either write down my thoughts about what is happening around me or to, you know, draw what I what I'm seeing in my mind. Okay. Um. And no matter how good or bad it is, no matter how like kind of like what you're saying but um for me there's something about being still, being outside and holding myself there. Like every time, I mean, I, if I'm still enough there doesn't have to be anything even happening. Just mm-hmm. I don't even have to have my eyes open most of the time. The wind, you know what I mean, something like that.
0: Yeah. Feeling yeah.
1: it and then and those different feelings this is probably going to sound crazy, but for me, oh, this is nuts. Okay, I'm just going to say it. For me, uh, feeling different things in nature, if I close my eyes, I see different colors. Okay. So, like, the wind is pink, but only in the summer when it's warm and gentle. Um, like a breeze is pink or like if i'm at link michigan and it's the fall and it's chilly and there's spray it's blue which you know makes sense because those are those colors that we associate with like warmth and cold and things like that right temperature yeah but it makes me see different things or if i'm you know you know at an apple orchard And the wind comes through and it smells sweet and it's, but it's hot, it's yellow. It's like, but not like yellow, it's like golden, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's all of those different things. But it's not just that, it makes me like envision different things in my mind. And so if I just gave myself five minutes to write it or to draw it or, or whatever outside, I truly believe it, it would begin to grow again. And I would see it in other ways throughout my day. Yeah. And I would create more. I don't know if any of that really... It's disjointed, but that's just what works for me.
0: I think that uh, for me, when I think about what I can do to challenge myself, sometimes because I can be a little less, um, for lack of a better word, uh, free-spirited with some of that,
1: Mm -hmm. as
0: as you are. (laughs)
1: Or you could just say crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. <fine. laughs> I was trying to be. I was trying to be nice.
0: Okay, no. Yeah. Um, but but for real, like I'm not as free spirited regarding some of the the way I I, I feel and think through creativity. Um, I am a little more Spock and a little less Kirk, and I think about <laughs> logic. And like it's less, Uh. it's, it's, there are emotions, but it's less emotion driven, Mm -hmm. which is why I can just be like, oh, here's an idea and I'm just going to start it. And so what I find helpful sometimes if I'm, I am struggling and you know, I have all these creative things coming in, Mm -hmm. but I maybe don't have like something to direct my focus is giving myself like a word, like a prompt, Hmm. you know, and Today, my word is uh, flower, and I'm going to, and so I just draw a flower. I write a story with a flower. Today, my word is dinosaur bones, and, <laughs> you know, I draw uh, f- fossils or whatever. Yeah. And just kind of allowing that to at least get me started, and maybe it's not for the whole day, but, like, it gets me started with, you know, a rough sketch to kind of warm up or... Mm. Um, mm-hmm a short story just to kind of get loose with my mind and my fingers before I start typing on another project that I'm working on. Just something to get that momentum going for the day so that way it's not like, oh, I've got to write this thing or I've got to draw this thing. I'm just trying to start it. It's almost like warm-up, like warm-up exercises before you start working out or going for your long run or whatever you're stretching. You're doing Mm -hmm, those things mm -hmm. that are necessary to kind of get loose and ready. Yeah. You know, and it might be standing outside for five minutes and letting those colors wash over you as you experience nature. And it might be just doing something totally ridiculous and writing about dinosaur bones just to kind of get <laughs> you ready. But whatever it is, like sometimes those things can help us to kind of launch us into the next thing.
1: Yeah. No, And I think that that's a wonderful point that like it does bring up, you know, I can do that outside. I can stand there for five minutes and experience nature, but a lot of times it is hard to focus it. Right. So that's a good idea. It's a good point. So, um, which uh, makes me think about the idea that you had. What's that? The challenge idea.
0: The challenge idea? Yeah. Right. So, uh, we would like to maybe <laughs> start doing something <laughs> unique uh, uh-huh. on the show. Uh, maybe not every week. Yeah. Um, Actually, I think this would be... A lot more fun if we got our audience involved. If we got our listeners involved, you guys involved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, that would be to essentially either write in um, to at stokethewild at gmail.com or DM us or contact us, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at stokethewild. And maybe we'll even put up some polls and things like that on the social media page. But essentially giving us a couple of prompts and ideas Uh, Mm -hmm. and then maybe some parameters to that. So, for example, maybe one week is like, okay, this week for the show, we're going to, Joy and I are each going to write our own poems. We're not going to share them with each other. We're not going to do any of that, but we're going to ask the listeners for the prompts. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's a, we need a location, we need a subject matter, and we need like a historical person. And it's Abraham Lincoln um, at Taco Bell with... Um, and he forgot his wallet, you know, so situation, <laughs> situation place, an yeah. historical figure and now you got to write a poem about it. And, you know, we prompt ourselves with that. We, we prep it sometime during the week before we record the episode and then it's ready to go. And it's mm-hmm. just going to, it's going to challenge us one to be creative, but maybe, some of you guys might want to participate. And so you can see the prompts that are suggested and, you know, you can share that with us and we'll try and get it on there. So we're kind of, mm-hmm. you know, as we've started this show, we're only on, um, we're only entering our eighth episode here with this one. And so we're coming up with some new things to also build creativity and accountability. And so thinking about this challenge segment and uh, kind of organizing that. So let us know what you think. Yeah. Um, if that's something that you'd be interested in, let us know if you want to participate as well. We'd love to be able to share those with, with everyone. And, uh, yeah, I think maybe we'll try and get that started this next week or so and, and kind of do some of those prompts there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. It might be silly, but I think it'll be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I kind of want to write about Abraham Lincoln and Taco Bell, and he forgot his wallet now. So hmm <laughs> that, might, that might just show up anyway. Just do
1: that and share it uh, in the next episode. That would be good. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, um, it is time for that part of the show that we call What We Gonna Do Today. What
1: We Gonna Do Today. You ready?
0: I'm ready. All right, let's hit it. Hey, hey, what we gonna do today? Hey, hey, what we gonna do today? I can't wait. Tell me what we're doing today. So what we gonna do today, some of the projects that we're working on in this segment of the show, we talk about uh, things that we're excited about, we're working on, we're planning on. Yeah. And uh, again, it's just to help us. Uh, stay accountable with the projects we're working on. And we've had some awesome, awesome readers, readers, <laughs> listeners who've sent in things that we've read, <laughs> uh, that we've read. Thank about, you to all of our readers. Yes, all of our re- <laughs> For all of you who read this podcast, mm-hmm. you're magical because I don't know how <laughs> you don't do it. I know how you do that. Uh, but our listeners who've sent ah. in things that we've read uh, just to kind of share their projects, their, their projects, their heart. Uh, their ideas and the things they're working on is really cool. So, and mm-hmm. the what we're gonna do to say to the in the what, what we're, we're gonna, gonna do today's segment, yeah. we talk about those things that we're excited about now. Yeah. Um. So, uh, we mentioned a little bit at the beginning. You know, the Joy and I are doing some of this block print stuff. Yeah. And Joy, um, she's got a, a blank block, and she's gonna be working on something. I think. Right.
1: Yeah, I am. I'm still kind of running through a couple of ideas, but. I almost want to do something extremely simple the first, you know, kind of my first go-around.
0: Yeah, well, it's been a while.
1: Yeah, it has. <laughs> like, I don't know, like 15 years or something.
0: Well, <laughs> if, uh, if in an afternoon I can carve out that ridiculousness that I did, I'm sure uh, once you get back into it, you'll have masterpieces ready to go.
1: Ah, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see.
0: Is there anything else you got that you're working on?
1: Yeah, actually... Um some poetry that like is a little bit more like what we talked about earlier, kind of that more nature inspired stuff, just mm-hmm. writing what I'm feeling, a um, little bit more of that, a little bit of um, uh, well, I don't know yet. this is a plan that I have. okay so but I keep uh, I keep some art supplies at work at my desk. And um, I always keep them there in hopes that like when I need a mental break, I'll just get them out and like sketch something mm-hmm. really fast. Mm-hmm. I never, ever do it. Ever. So I think I'm going to bring them home um, so that I start using them again. Because when I come home at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I wish I could do blah, blah, blah. But the thing that I want to use is at work. What is my What desk. do you have there? I have my pastels there. And I have some watercolors there. Okay. Um, so I'm kind of like, well, maybe I'll bring them home, and yeah. just keep something simpler.
0: Well, at we my should, desk. We, yeah, we should get you like a smaller version of like your pastels or a smaller right. watercolor kit. So that way, if you do have time and you want to, you can do it there. But then you have your stuff at home.
1: Right. Exactly. Because I, I, I want what I want. Like in terms of my we pastel, all do. <laughs> but when it comes to my pastels, if I don't have. Uh, if I don't have access to all of the ones that I want, I get am like this is awful, and I can't use the colors that I want yeah. and whatever. Um, so yeah, so that is something that I'm working on. And one thing that I am trying to figure out is how to preserve some of those pastels. I'm I never really did figure that out um, because I just did it because I enjoyed it in college and in high school. And now, um, if I were to ever I remember, like, giving them as gifts and things like that, but the problem is that they don't stay, the integrity of them, uh, it, it doesn't stay
0: mm-hmm. because
1: everything, it's so soft. And
0: you got to find, it like, a clear fixative that can stay on there and yeah. keep it protected but doesn't destroy the integrity of the piece.
1: Right, so that was the thing that I always struggled with then was I would use, like, Mod Podge or something like that, but that it's, it destroys the texture of the piece.
0: Yeah, there's some good, like, clear spray-on type of... Things that mm-hmm. um, are even recommended for some watercolor or like color pencil pieces yeah. and things like that. So um, I can't remember the names of them off the top of my head, but I will. Yeah. I will try and research them and let you know.
1: Yeah, that'd be good. Cool. Thanks. What about what? <laughs>
0: you're, you're welcome. Thank you. Well,
1: thank <laughs> you. What? <laughs> what? Uh. What about you? What are some some new things that you're working on?
0: Uh, well, f- well, first I'm continuing with the uh, kids poetry book. I've got a lot of it written. I've got yeah. a lot of it written. I'm, I feel really good about it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Good. Uh, and I've been working on some of the illustrations and some of the things I've sh- I've shared already. Um, but currently, what I've been working on is less, um, less project based and more like personal project stuff for our, our website. I've been working a lot on kind of re branding and mm-hmm. putting together our Stoke the Wild website, um, creatively speaking, just so that way it kind of is fits with the brand and everything that we're trying to do, not just with the podcast, but even with our art and creativity. Yeah. And so uh, this last week, uh, for those of you who also follow us on social media, you saw that we did our first giveaway
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, we gave away a t-shirt. And um, one of our very first products that we've made, our Stoke the Wild Pocket Tee, which is super, super comfortable, by the way. It
1: is. It's very soft.
0: Very soft. And it looks great. Mm -hmm. And so we gave away actually two shirts, one to um, those who entered on Facebook and one to those who entered on Instagram. And um, it was great. And what we're doing is we are doing a different type of giveaway every week. So this week, next week, and the week after, up until July 1st, uh, when our... Brand new website and store are going to launch with everything in it. So we're, we've got, um, t-shirts, we've got art, we've got some accessory type stuff, stickers, Mm -hmm. different things like that, that we are curating and putting together just to kind of, you know, kind of get us back on track. And I, I, I had a website in the past with some of my personal art stuff on there, but we're trying to kind of basically for joy and I have this conglomerate of things that we're continually producing via writing,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: um, art and um, just inspiration that you guys can help support and also check out whenever you'd like to. So that's going to be stokethewild.com where you can find all that stuff. And the website's up and running now, but the store, yeah. the shop, like if you're interested in buying a t-shirt or anything like that, that you'll see here in the future, uh, that'll be up and ready July 1st.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited about that because uh, if we do it well enough, if we, if we do it right, then I think that there could be um, some cool new ideas uh, that maybe include a little bit of, of our art. Yeah. You know, and I mean, of course, the, the current stuff does, like the pocket tee. That's the design that you created. Yeah. Um, you know, that's your original work. But kind of like I think about, you know, different, whether it's a drawing or a painting or something like that. I wonder if there would be some of those things.
0: Yeah, and then and there being will be.
1: printed on,
0: on clothing, on
1: or, or or a bag or a mug or a thing. Oh yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. Like no, because... there'll be
0: different stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may not start like uh, out of the gate. Everything is there, but no. we'll have we'll have some things that everyone's free to check out. And if you have yeah. ideas of like, hey, it would be really cool if this was a, this painting was a mug or this thing was a t-shirt or whatever. Right. Let I us guess, know because yeah. we don't know until. You let us know,
1: <laughs> right? I guess that's kind of what I mean. Is that if you have an idea about something like that? I mean, I think it would be fun.
0: Yeah. Finally, the last thing that I'm working on now is I just started a series today, um, which is Saturday, June fifteenth. Today, uh, <laughs> that I'm working on just dinosaur. I mentioned dinosaur bones earlier because mm-hmm. I I started painting dinosaur skulls. I did a T Rex and I did a, tyrano- uh, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I did a T Rex and a Triceratops. And, um, that's going to be a set of five that I'm working on. So it's the first two and five, I've got three more that I want to do, and I'm going to be turning them into postcards, I think. Um, maybe some stickers too, to kind of go with. And, uh, they look, they look pretty sweet. I've, I've never really done anything like that before, but I really like how they turned out. And I'm going to do a couple of more and kind of put a set together of that. And, uh, I'll have those originals up as well. Once the, the shop, launches and uh, i'm excited about that and i'm hoping to submit that maybe to a potential client mm-hmm. uh from for some work in the future here
1: yeah oh i love those uh that you did tonight they were so beautiful thanks and really really cool and i'm not one to be like "Ooh, cool dinosaur boats like, <laughs> i mean i, I think it's cool. that's a
0: cool dinosaur skull man
1: <laughs> right like this it's cool but uh there was something about these ones that i really really loved um
0: well, I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, that, that's some of the stuff that we've got that we're working on. As always, you can let us know what you're working on, and uh, we will try and share that with everybody as well, if that's okay with you guys, and get a chance to help keep, keep each other accountable. Thank you uh, to all of you, our listeners. Thank you to those who entered our first giveaway this week as well. Yeah. And to our winners, uh, congratulations. We'll get your information um, and your stuff sent out as soon as possible. And then uh, be on the lookout uh, this week, um, June 16th through the uh, 22nd, we'll have uh, some information about our second giveaway ready to go, uh, which you can find on our social media pages Facebook.com slash Stoke the Wild or Instagram.com slash Stoke the Wild. Um, and you can check all that information out and uh, find out how you can enter to be a part of that. And if you mm-hmm. want to contact us, email us Stoke the at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you.
1: Yeah. Uh- we, we do love hearing from you. We love interacting with you, whether it's through email or social media. You can find us on Instagram at Stoke the Wild. And are we on Twitter now, yes, too? Yes, we are Twitter. on Twitter. We're also on Facebook.
0: We have exactly one follower on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> That's new. So if you That's are on great. Twitter and you'd like to follow us, please do so.
1: Yeah, yeah, do that. Uh,
0: and, we'll, and then we'll start using it more. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, yeah. Probably both things should happen. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JM Durtinger Nick where can people find you?
0: Yeah, you can find my personal art page um, on Facebook and Instagram at Nick Durtinger art or on Twitter at Nick Durtinger because there's no more characters after that. <laughs> my name is too long. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you can definitely check out that stuff there to stay up to date on the personal art stuff. And then, of course, with our Stoke the Wild pages, like Joyce said, kind of where everything for the podcast is going. Um, And just want to give everybody a heads up. We're going to be out at the Liberty Arts Festival in Morris, Illinois, on July 20th, I believe it is. Do you want me to look? Yes, double check that. I'm pretty sure it's July 20th. It's a Saturday. And that's going to be from... Uh, I want to say it's 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the yes. scheduled time. July 20th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Yep. Uh, we're going to be at the Liberty Arts Festival, um, and we'll be out there selling some of our merch from the shop, uh, which will be launched by then, as well as some of uh, uh original paintings. We'll be taking commissions, things like that as well. And so if you're in the local Morris, Manooka Shanahan area in Illinois, uh, feel free to come out to that. It's a free festival, and there's amazing artists. There's a big art walk and competition for all that stuff. Uh, But we'll be out there and you'll get a chance to talk to us and see us there as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Super excited about that.
0: All right. Well, I think this show, thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll uh, catch you next week. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.